Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. the Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, 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 Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, I'm your host, Jawan, and welcome to another episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. Today, we will be interviewing the star of Krypton, Sean Sipos, who plays Adam Strange. But today is a very special interview, not just because of our guest. I am joined by one of the the co-hosts of Being a Nerd, Will. What's going on, Will? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing really good. It's really good to have you on here with me, man. I know you're a huge fan of Krypton. Yo, yes, we are. It's one of our uh, top shows that uh, we've been talking about this summer, and uh, every week we just can't wait to, to break it down. Absolutely, and we got so much to talk to Sean about. Uh, he should be calling in momentarily. So me and you can kind of just talk about um, our thoughts, not only on Adam Strange, but on season two of Krypton so far. Um, I haven't gotten that far. I know you're definitely uh, a- ahead of me, but Lobo stole the show uh, totally. in the few episodes that I saw him in. Kind of talk a little bit about uh, what your thoughts were seeing Lobo for the first time on, you know, on TV or anywhere. I don't think we've seen Lobo um, outside of animation in the comics. Right, right. It was, I believe, his first live-action appearance, and the uh, interplay between Lobo, Seg, and Adam was just pure classic television. It really kicked off uh, the season very well as far as it's brought a, a, a real solid energy to the first few episodes, especially with her own Kalu and Seg learning that uh, Brainiac had infiltrated his brain, and uh, Adam basically... Uh, come into Seg's rescue when losing a Zeta beam for a while in the water when when Lobo threw it into the into the pond. So there were just many uh, great elements seeing seeing Lobo and uh whenever they were in the uh, catacombs where Brainiac could regenerate and seeing uh, how uh, he was trying to work his way through into the system to to get to Seg and, and Brainy uh was, was quite the treat. Absolutely. And I will say Brainiac once again, they did a really, 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 really good job um, on Brainiac. Uh, he looked amazing, like really good. My fear, my fear was that he would look somewhat like Kazoo in um, Piccolo <laughs> from that horrible yeah. Dragon Ball Dragon Ball mm-hmm. movie. Um, but they did a really amazing job, and then they outdid themselves with how Doomsday looked. Um, to where I'm just like this, like. Brainiac and Doomsday look so good, it upsets me that this is a world with no Superman. Like, that's how good they look. Yeah. To where I'm yeah. kind of just like, oh. Exactly, exactly. One of the things that we just talked about in our last podcast this week was just how how rich a world Krypton the television series is and how because of the elements of in the first season with the uh, with Rao and Brainiac and then, of course, here in the second season – uh, fleshing out Doomsday and his whole backstory, uh, it really has, for me at least, has given me and Sarah, our host, also felt this way as well. A real appreciation for the world of Superman, which uh, I think you know, most people, uh, when you poll folks as far as the you know, ranking of DC heroes, most people will will say Batman because uh, you know Batman, Batman is Batman, but. Uh, for me, it has definitely given me a greater appreciation for the the wider world of, of the Superman mythos, and yeah, it really has uh, with this show and and also Supergirl on the CW uh, has really fleshed this character out. And and as Sarah rightly said in our show, you can take the main character out of the out of the world, that being Kal El, and put in his his grandfather, and, and really deepened our, our understanding of that universe. 
Yeah, it, it, it's doing the same thing that Gotham did. Like, I, I'll never forget. I thought the first season of Gotham was classic. Like, there, that first season could do no wrong uh, to me. The second season kind of, kind of felt the same thing. It was when they started develop, when they started to develop more and more and more Batman villains with no Batman that I then said this is this is becoming way too much. But what I what I say to people when because then they go well you're a hypocrite because isn't Krypton doing that? No, it's not. Lobo no. is an alien who's existed for generations. Mm-hmm. Um, Doomsday we heard from Man of Steel. There's been different versions of Doomsday. Like right. there isn't only one Doomsday that just keeps wreaking havoc throughout generations. Um, and then as far as Brainiac, no one knows how long Brainiac has been around. Um, exactly. So, you know, you have three villains, or, or Lobo isn't necessarily a villain, but you have three characters in the Superman world that you could play around with because the mythology of them is that they have lasted, they have been here for forever. Um, so, you know, it's more acceptable for you to have those three without Superman because it makes sense. It's only when Gotham was starting to give me Mr. Freeze and, mm-hmm. and Firefly and Joker to where I'm like, if you bring in Batman villains and Gordon can stop them, what need will you have for Batman <laughs> in like 10 exactly. years from now, 10, 15 years from now? So that's when Gotham started to become a little too much. Um, but Krypton, to me, I think it's been perfect. It's been more – the focus, I, I feel like, for this season has been a more internal struggle. Um, yeah, that's you know, You know, Seg wanting to stop Zod. Now, Zod is the outlier that you kind of go, well, that was a Superman uh, villain, mainly because of his bloodline. That, that was how his bloodline traveled uh, to Superman. But – it worked here. You telling me he traveled back, like whatever you want. I, I can live with that. That that's fine. Um, I don't even know how this Zod would look taking on like a Henry Cavill <laughs> Superman. Um, so I'm completely fine with 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 what they're doing with Zod. I'll allow that. But if you start to give me Metalla, like you know what I'm saying, like like characters like that is when it's like, all right, Krypton is come on, what, what are you doing here? Um, but no, I've loved what they've done with this second season. Uh, what have been your thoughts of the second season so far? Oh, the second season, it has been just the right amount of pacing, the right amount of action, the right amount of exposition to really get into this deeper struggle and the duality. One of the themes that has been played very well by the writers this season is this issue of duality because you had – uh, Seg and Brainiac and the, the struggles that they had there. You had Zod and his struggles with and challenges in conquering Kandor and how that and, and, and how he had manipulated his mother to basically do his bidding to basically conquer the world. I mean Zod's the ultimate politician in this in this in this series. He will use the, for example, Seg defeating Brainiac to his advantage at the end of the first season. And here in the second season, he used uh, spoiler alert for if you want to pause right now, if you haven't had a chance to catch up, he used Jack's rule who savagely executes his mother in front of everyone in Krypton and, and people seeing it on television in Kandor and, and Wegthor and uses that to his advantage to uh, basically uh, further his ends to uh, entrench his power on Krypton. And then last, Doomsday, and how he has he has been making his, his quest to, to ca- capture Doomsday, and then he, ha- he was successful in doing so. And, of course, in a typical politician faction, used that to his advantage, and then we see him trying to manipulate Doomsday uh, by – possibly doing the same reconditioning that he did with his mother. He's doing the same thing with Doomsday. And uh, we got to see some backstory of Doomsday's creation with the House of the Elves and Sods. So the thing that confused me the most, and, well, no one's better to explain this to me than you are. So Segel has two – had – 
two babies, essentially. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. one that's going to turn into Zod, and mm-hmm. then the one that's going to turn into um, Kal-El's, Kal-El's father, right? Yep. yep. So essentially, in this world, Superman's grandfather is the reason for Superman and for Zod. Yep. That is that's insane. That's correct. That's insane, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's the truth. Uh, we actually, this last episode, uh, did have the great reveal, which we had speculated early on that this could have been possibly the the case with uh, Nyssa and Sex Baby possibly being Jor-El. It was confirmed uh, this past week's episode, to my earlier point, really shows how this, how rich this universe is and has really uh, uh, made uh, me a, a deeper fan of Superman than I was before. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this change. I like it. I like whenever shows take uh, liberties that, that work. Um, doesn't seem forced. Doesn't seem, like, super crazy. Like, to me, this is pretty dope. The idea that Segel is responsible for one of history's greatest superheroes and one of Krypton's, uh, maybe, you could you could argue, um, biggest villain in, mm-hmm. in Zod. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love this because now it, it's deeper. So if we ever do get into, in the same world as Krypton, uh, if we ever go forward and get into Superman's story, the idea that they have a bond, um, yep. they're family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are family. Yeah, yeah. So and they that te- to me is crazy. Yeah, and, they, and they, they, they did that the first season, but also really set up that conflict uh, carrying forward the conflict between the House of the Elves and Zod. Uh, it was first touched upon in the first season when we encountered Doomsday in his in his locked away chamber. And then, of course, they carried it forward into this season, showing how the House of Elves and, and the House of Zod uh, created him and basically uh, flipped the script somewhat in that it was the Elves who were really pushing his creation, looking at it from from a scientific standpoint and a practical and logical standpoint, uh, we need Doomsday to basically end this war. Whereas his odds uh, were a little bit more reticent in in the experiments. But as my as my podcast partner Sarah Belmont shared with with us when we were talking about this last episode, she she really came. She was of the opinion that what we were seeing in this episode of the of the flashbacks was more of Zod's conditioning than, than possibly what actually happened. That's very interesting. That is very, very, very interesting. Like, like I said, this show, it's, it's such a thrill ride. You don't know what to expect because they've changed things. Um, and it's good changes. Like I said before, it's really, really, really good changes. And it, it's just, it's so funny. Cause it's like, DC is so good at these shows. Mm-hmm. Movies you could maybe have a whole nother discussion about, but they're yeah, yeah. really good about their shows. They're really yeah. good about their shows. Um, this being this being a hit, Titans being a hit, um, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, um, I could oh all the CW shows, and now you know, and then Krypton that's on Sci-Fi. Like when, when I heard it was gonna be on Sci-Fi, I'm like, I never watched Sci-Fi. Like I've never yeah. in my life had a need to watch it. Outside of, I think, when wrestling was on there, I've never watched sci-fi. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. I was really glad that I gave season one a chance. Um, but I have seen the first four episodes, and I, I love it the same way I love um, I love season one. And what I thought was the funniest was when um, Lobo was destroying himself to get into where uh, Adam and um, Seg were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, his arm his – arm, flew off and then it flew past like that energy shield um, yep. and then like he blew his head off and I'm like what is he doing Like <laughs> that's so crazy <laughs> then you come back and like just the top half of his body is there and it's like this character is so freaking cool like yeah. this guy needs his own show exactly and it's and I know right before the season this current season premiered uh, there was discussion that Lobo was going to get a spinoff and at first I was a little Leary, but uh, after after seeing him portrayed, then I was I'm like I'm on board. I, I 
Yeah, I actually want the spinoff mainly because I want to see the motorcycle. I, I want yeah. to see the motorcycle. Uh, that was the one thing that I was kind of just like, why have I not seen it yet? Like, as I was watching the first few episodes of the season, uh, of this, this current season, I'm like, where is the motorcycle? But to me, if they're telling me that they're holding off till, till his own show, I can 100% live with that. Like, that, that's not a big deal whatsoever. Um, I'm excited for it. But, yeah, his character definitely deserves it. Uh, it, it just, it, it's unfortunate because, like I said before, um, at some point they're going to stop um, Brainiac. They're going to stop Doomsday. We know this. Yeah. Like, the good yeah. guys always win, right? Uh, what sucks is, like, this show is so far from the birth of Superman that, like, we can't even get a continuation to where we could see, like, those characters return and face Superman. Um, right, because right. it's just it's not the world that that they're looking to. It's not the story. I'm sorry that they're looking to tell of Superman. It's the mythos, the history, the legacy mm-hmm. um, that is built that makes that Superman um, story mean more. Uh, and that's why I love the show. I was telling you before. That's why I love this show, and that's why I love what Gotham originally was trying to do. It was setting you up so you understood why the world of that character was the way that it was. So it Definitely. showed you yeah. the corrupt the corrupt world, uh, you know, the dark world that Batman lived in. So it made more sense that two titans uh, like the Waynes could be murdered in, in you know, in, in Crime Alley because we yeah. know how um, deeply criminated uh, Gotham was. Um, right, right. You look at Krypton. Well, no, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and one of, and just picking up your point on, on that and and looking at Krypton, one of the things that I did like about this series is it it broke some of the rules. It in that you you thought that things were going to go a certain way, and then uh, for example, at the end of season one, you basically had Zod went, winning, Sag getting tossed into the Phantom Zone, and as uh, as uh, Adam Strange uh, makes his way back uh, to Earth. He, uh, when he's in the middle of, of Detroit or whatever city he was in, uh, we see the statue of Zod, and of course we had the, uh, you know, Back to the Future effect of the the, the cape that Adam had from uh, from Superman, uh, sort of being a, a hanging there, and, and of course it was disintegrating as further and further. Things kept interrupting Jarrell's eventual uh, and Kyle's eventual destiny, and then of course it, things get turned, and then of course the cape comes back, but instead of the house, the crest of the L's, it has the crest of the Zods, and and it just opened up just a wide range of different timelines and sequences of things that could happen, so that it, instead of being a predictable oh, you know, we'll go from A to B to C. We everything got jumbled up. Yeah, and, and to me, that that is what makes the show special. Like I said, I, I don't like the shows to where I'm kind of like it's too accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense of I can see everything coming. Like, uh, does it look dope seeing it actually form out on the screen? Yeah, of course. But to me, it's like get creative with it. Do something special. Do something I have not seen before. That's why the idea of giving me a story about Superman's grandfather, who, by the way, genius of the guys over at, uh, uh, over at DC, and the reason why I say that is, if you remember the comics, Superman's grandfather was not a huge focus in the right. comics. His father was, and he was. Um, so it gives you so much freedom to just do whatever you want with the character we don't really know anything about. Um, mm-hmm. which is why that's genius. Because this show, remember, this show very easily could have been about his father uh, right. instead of his grandfather. But to me, I feel like you're given more freedom because we don't know anything about this character. We, we've never, you know, we've heard of him before, like uh, through the tellings of his father, but I don't remember a, a comic where they focused in on his grandfather um, to the point of where Krypton has. So that's why it's like, I can't judge anything Krypton's doing because I'm like, it, it's uncharted territory. Like, no one's ever really dug this deep into this world. So, by all means, you make Krypton in your image. So, if you want Doomsday to be there, put Doomsday there. You want um, 
Uh, Brainiac there, you put Brainiac there. If you want to bring Zod from the future, go right on ahead. But you have to make it good, and they've done an amazing job on making it good and convincing um, and feeling as if, like, it feels every week I watch it like it's from the comics, and I'm just seeing it on the screen, but it's not from the comics. But that's right, how right. authentic it feels. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Sean? Yeah. Hey, how are you? You're on with uh, me, Juwan, and my co-host, Will. So I- I'm going to start off by asking you, obviously, Krypton has been a huge success. Huge, huge, huge success. Congrats on that. Um, the biggest question I wanted Thank to you. start off with um, is shows like Krypton and Gotham, which both are building blocks for the future of the heroes we know them uh, to be, what would you say is the importance of a show like Krypton to the mythology of Superman? Well, it's the genesis of it, isn't it? I mean, yeah. When you inevitably, when you look at mythology and you look at any of the heroes, the question is, where did they come from? What made them a hero? Um, we're fascinated with why they're heroes. Um, so inevitably, we just look to their beginnings, and this is, you know, I don't know anyone that doesn't know who Superman is. So for for me personally and I and and I think for everyone else um it's a big show because it shows what we've all been curious about which is what was Krypton really like what happened um what is the tree that Superman fell from and um I think there's also a whole lot of 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 what ifs, what would happen if, what would happen if Krypton didn't explode, what would happen if, you know, Zod took over, what would happen if Superman didn't exist, what would happen if Superman's grandfather was the one who got the yellow sun? You know, all these all these pertinent questions I think are fascinating and I think really are springboards for the imagination. And, you know, with Krypton in particular with this show, I think we have kind of erased uh, what people thought the show was going to be. Um, at this point in time, we have a completely separate timeline. We're no longer uh, beholden to the comics um, as we know them now. So we can go anywhere. And I yeah, think that's it, fascinating. We've taken the tree that Superman comes from and we've made it blossom, whereas in the comics, it died. Right, right. Hey, Sean, this is Will. Thanks again for, for your time. And I wanted to pick up on your point with the the genesis of this, and in particular your character, Adam Strange. How do you think your character's art fits into this Kryptonian world, especially given that it's freed from the pages of the comics with, with how the timeline has been altered? That's a tough question to answer. It's a good question. Well, from a story standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's a character who can go anywhere. Um, and, uh, you know, in the comics, I haven't read every single Adam Strange comic, but to my knowledge, I don't believe in the comics he could time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in terms of him fitting in, um, I think it fit, I think he fits in incredibly well because – his journey, his beginnings uh, before he's the hero that we know, which is the hero of Ran, um, his, he's just at the start of it. So he's trying to fill those shoes. The same that Seg is trying to fill those shoes. And um, I don't know how big of a, of, of a hero Seg became in the comics. Um versus how big of a hero he's becoming on the show. He's becoming, I personally think that Seg has uh, qualities that exceed Superman because he's doing what he's doing without super strength. Um, So if you stuck Seg in front of a yellow sun, I think he would be a better hero than Superman possibly. Um, And then, you know, 
with Adam, I just I think that Adam Strange and Superman have gone hand in hand in the comics for a long time. What I enjoy so much about Krypton is that uh, me and Will were saying before is that um, I believe Seg in the comics was something that they very loosely touched on, uh, like the mm-hmm. the world that he was in. Uh, they really focused on uh, Superman's father, and then of course Superman. Those were the two biggest focuses um, surrounding yeah. Krypton. So what I love about this show is that they get that, so they use the freedom. Um, and, and that's how you see so many cool uh, cool new and, and different aspects of Krypton that say something like Man of Steel didn't really give you because it focused on, like, the last few minutes of Krypton before it was destroyed. So, you know, Yeah, and by show, the way, that last few minutes of Krypton was pretty fascinating. Oh, 100%. But see, that's what made me interested in this show because that world looked amazing. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. what if we could ever see more of this world? And then lo and behold, we have the show. My, my question to you is, with this show doing new and inventive things because they have the freedom, would it be far-fetched for us to say that there could be a possibility, like we saw Zod coming? Could there be a possibility we see them uh, go get Superman? Or do, do you feel as though this show is trying to focus around not needing the idea of Superman because it's building the legacy. I mean, it's we've seen Superman. Um, so I think the more interesting thing is uh, uh, seeing what it's like without him. And then eventually, you know, I, again, I'm not I'm not Cameron Welsh, I'm not David Goyer, so I'm not the one sitting in the rooms making uh, the decisions and. Um, you know, frankly, their minds are, are extravagantly wonderful. But uh, I would think that Superman would come into the show at some point, at a crescendo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of it being this season or next season, I don't think so. But eventually, right, you're going to show the the big the big kahuna there. But in terms of in terms of uh, um, whether or not we need Superman, I I I think it's more interesting without it. I think what if what if Seg um, got you know became Superman in a sense, right? What if he came? What if I brought him to Earth and he got the yellow sun? Mm. What if? Yeah, Kyle, I love that. Somewhere. What if? What if there was like a bad version? What if Jor-El turned into a bad version? Right. Right. We we know right. that Brainiac just intellect later if he's raised by a 12th level intellect. What are his morals? Could he be a bad Superman type of figure? And then would Sag have to then? I you know I could put two and two together. Adam knows, so I could go. Hey, uh, the only way to take this guy down is you have to come to Earth for a bit. And we're going to get you, you know, all yellow sunned up with radiation. So, and then you're going to have to take this guy down, your son. So those are those are fascinating um, situations to have. In terms of sticking just Superman in there, I think Superman's so familiar, and um, and those are massive boots to fill as well. I mean, who do you get to play him? And that those are massive shoes, shoes to fill. And one of the things that um, getting back into uh, you're talking about Seg and and Adam and uh, their relationship, and if they if Superman were to be bad and you had to pair them up, one of our favorite relationships on on the Cena Nerd podcast this year has been uh, the relationship between and actually even in season one the relationship between Adam and Seg and. With three episodes left in this season, I know Adam has been dispatched to Wegthor here and has a, a new budding relationship with Kim, which is fascinating in and of itself to see how that grows, especially this last episode. And uh, Adam be feeling kind of left out whenever he wasn't picked by Val to lead the army. But will we get to see yeah. more of Seg and, Seg and Adam's uh, interplay, which was really uh, kicked off uh, in a very comedic, almost buddy cop kind of dynamic uh in the first two episodes of the season yeah absolutely uh we'll be seeing more of them i think they're i think that that relationship is integral to the show um 
you know, I'm, I'm, I feel so blessed to be able to work with someone like Cameron. Um, not only because I think he's a terrific actor and I think he's just a, a phenomenal man, um, but that we have such great chemistry as well. And a lot mm-hmm. of those moments uh, have budded from have butted from improv mm. and just spontaneous happenings on set and things in scenes that we would do. And, um, you know, and I think Cameron Welsh picked up on that and, uh, and the writers and they, they wrote for it. And it's not surprising to me that it's become a, a you know, a fan favorite. I enjoy seeing it. Um, and other people, a lot of people are very vocal about it, uh, that they enjoy it. And you know, I think that they bring out the best in one another as well. Speaking of speaking of that relationship, and uh, we saw a, a wild card thrown into that relationship earlier this season with with Lobo. And uh, yeah. one of the things we uh, one of the things we want to know is will we see? Will you, do you think Adam and, and Lobo's paths will cross again, either on here on this series or a possible spinoff? Yes, I'm going to say yes and yes. Okay. I'm going to answer yes to both of those. Um, that as well, you know, it's an, it's a really cool, uh, it's a really cool thing. This show in the entertainment business, you have things called chemistry reads to make sure that people have chemistry because mm-hmm. it's, it's like an elusive quality. There's no rhyme or reason really. Some people have it together. Some people don't, and they can be terrific actors and not work well together. Right. Um, and it's it's like this this wonderful um this wonderful supernova of, of events that has happened that everyone on this show seems to have chemistry with everyone. Mm-hmm. It's mind blowing. Like I've I've thought about it and gone. People do tests for this. Like they bring you in and they go, let's match these people up and see if they have chemistry. And no, none of us got matched up prior to the show. None of us had even met until we were filming, and everyone just seems to have this chemistry which jumps off the screen, which is – I think it's – I just think it's super, super fortunate and um, and just bloody awesome, to be frank. Right, right. Because I understand as far as the filming of the show, you all are – I think the first season, you were you in Ireland, or is it this season as well? Yeah, we're in Ireland. We we film up in Belfast, so okay. we're there the first season and the second season, and you know, uh, God willing, the third. Yeah. So, uh, what can you tell us about a, a third season? Uh, is it do you are you hearing good things back from the network, or is it uh, still up in the air? I know I know Cameron was uh, at San Diego Comic Con and did the uh, did a lot of interviews there, but um, what what what, yeah. what what do you know? From sci-fi, anything as far as yeah, um, but I think this is sort of uh, this is sort of what networks do, is they they like to uh, <laughs> leave you in wait <laughs> and um, and cause you some anxiety with this sort of thing. Right. Um, perfectly fine. It's a lesson in patience and and that's that's all groovy, but. You know, from my standpoint, I I would think that it's an important show. I think it's one of the best science fiction shows on television. Um, and also, I think it's a wonderful platform to jump off and create um, a universe. Right, right. Uh, for, you know, I think that there's a fuck ton of potential with it um, in terms of that. I think there's a hell of a lot of potential. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, if I was, if I, you know, I'm not an exec, but if I was, I would, I would opt in favor of going. Yeah, I see the big picture, and you know, hopefully they do. Right, right. Speaking of which, I mean, I understand from Cameron's interview at San Diego Comic Con, he said that we're expecting some some big things in the finale, and but mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm sure Adam is very integral to that. Of course, mm-hmm. one of those things is out of the outskirts of that. Will we see the jetpack? <laughs> you know, I get this question so much. 
<laughs> I'm sure you uh, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I've been authorized to be able to say yes because I couldn't awesome. say it before. I was I was uh, my hands were tied with a confidentiality agreement. So um, we will see it this season. Hmm. Um, yeah, and we you know and that's just the beginning. I like to think of it as kind of like Iron Man. Right? right, the beginning of Iron. Like he builds a suit, um, but it's the beginning stages of the suit, and then you get and then you get into it. Um, so I think that they're doing a very smart thing, which is um, they've taken their time and built up, you know, the 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 building blocks of Adam, and then, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of the season, we're gonna we're gonna get into the jetpack stuff. Awesome, awesome. That I'm sure our fans and fans of the show are, are will be jumping for joy to, to hear that. I know uh, uh, I see many fans like always put that question out there. So thanks for for confirming that. Yeah, and, yeah. DC just let you know just announced. I don't know if you saw, but they just announced a big Adam Strange comic series. Oh, cool. That they're doing I had, with. Uh, I had I had not I had not seen that, but uh, I will definitely be on the lookout for it because. Uh, as I said, this show, uh, as I was telling Joanne earlier, it um, has given me a, a greater appreciation of the Superman universe. And I have to ask you, I uh, read uh, before, I think in one of your sci-fi interviews, you had mentioned that you were you're a, you're a Batman fan. Has working on this show and, and being a part of the Superman mythos sort of has swung you over to Superman, or are you still still with the Bat? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a Superman fan as well. I just think that there, for me, growing up, I think because Batman was just a man, mm-hmm. uh, there was something that that appealed to that for me. Um, and I think also that's what I find really appealing about Adam. He's just a man. Right. He doesn't have superpowers. So, and also that's what really appeals to me about Seg. It's not that he's just a man, but that he doesn't have this super strength. So it's about the hero within. Um, and once you grow the hero within and then you add on these other things, right? You add on mm-hmm. the suit or you stick Seg in front of a yellow sun. Then you get something that's really interesting because now you have a hero and then you ha- you've given him these incredible weapons to wield uh, to protect people. And then obviously you add insane villains for them to battle and fight as they grow. Um, but yeah, in terms of Batman, um, yeah, man, that's such a tough one. <laughs> that's such a tough one. Um, I think I think also I'm a little bit tortured sometimes, and 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 so is Batman. So I kind of vibe with that. Um, and I guess feel understood in a way mm-hmm. uh, with that. Um, where Superman is kind of like, he's just such a good guy. Right? Like he's, right. he's, he's just so good because he wants to be. And, you know, I think that's a, that's a, a wonderful lesson for everybody to learn, uh, which is like, you can be good because you choose to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Batman has that too, but um, Batman was going to kill the guy who killed his parents. Right. Yep, yep. You're going to seek revenge yep. and murder that guy, which is understandable. But I don't think Superman would do that. No, Superman right? That's definitely. That's big yeah. thing. Superman killed someone, Right. Um, it's almost like he wants Superman wants to uh, teach them a lesson, right? And be like, "Don't do that again." Batman's yeah. kind of like, mm, it "Really hurt me." Like, I, I'll kill you. Like, if someone did something to, if someone killed Lois Lane, I'm I'm betting Superman's gonna go kill that. Or I mean, um, Batman's gonna. Sorry, I'm missing the move. If someone killed Lois Lane, Superman's almost gonna not kill them, right? He's gonna mm-hmm. like. Lock them up for life. Whereas if someone killed um, um, Batman, the love of Batman's life, he's he's probably gonna go kill them. 
Yeah, that's, no, that, that's a that's a really good point. Know, it's kind of a human I, condition, I guess. What what I love about it from the standpoint of Batman, and I don't want to say love. I'm, I'm I'm not advocating violence here, but what I love about the story of Batman is that what he always tries to explain to Clark is, look, I locked them up also, but then they come out and then they kill like a uh, you know uh, a bunch of people on the train, and then I lock them up. They come out, they kill a bunch of people in the bank. Like at some point, it has to be they can't like they can't be redeemed. They can't be fit. Something has to be done that they fear the idea of doing something like that. And, and that's why he's like, all right, cool. I won't kill him, but I'll gladly punch all the Joker's teeth out. Maybe he thinks twice about blowing up the bank next time. Uh, that's Superman's right. just like Superman's like no, yeah. he's like no, don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I, I love that between them. But I, I did want to ask you. Uh, we're not gonna hold you for for much longer. But I did want to ask you. This to me was uh, what I thought was gonna be the more funniest things to ask you. We actually interviewed. Um, I'm trying to remember who exactly we interviewed last year. But we did hear uh, words that um, we could possibly see other characters from the DC universe hop in. Like we got. Uh, a name like Hawkman. We got possibly some of the lanterns. So I wanted to ask you, has it been discussed that this show, obviously, when it gets renewed, not if, we're putting positive energy out there, when it gets renewed, yeah, feel that. Um, you know, has there been talks of introducing other characters of the DC mythos, like a Hawkman or like a Green Lantern, uh, bringing them into into this world? Absolutely, yeah. That is perfect. <laughs> no that is so perfect. <laughs> I mean, how could you not capitalize on that? I mean, that that's that's also why this show is uh, so good as well, and and has such a springboard because you can do that. Exactly. Yep. It's yeah. all it's all there. I mean, you've got the Omega Men, you've got Green Lanterns, you've got Hawkman, Hawkwoman. You've got, I mean, the list goes on, right? Absolutely. There's so much you could do with it. And what I love is that, like I said, with the world that you all have created with Krypton, it all is plausible. Like, none of it seems like, oh, there's no way a Green Lantern would, like, no, there's a very good chance a Green Lantern could exist um, or, or the core itself could exist or just maybe started to exist. Um, and, and to me, when when I first heard that you guys were going to introduce Doomsday, and then Doomsday was going to be someone that comes up again in the second season, I immediately thought, like, no one in Krypton could, like, stop Doomsday. Like, could we see, like, someone come and help out, take on, uh, take on Doomsday? But a, a part of me kind of wanted to stay in-house to where you guys figure out a way uh, to save the day. Maybe not necessarily with with outside superhero help. But like you said, it sets itself up to where it's like you have these opportunities. There's no way if this show goes six, seven, eight seasons, we don't ever see uh, some of these other DC characters come in and, and, and maybe help out. Oh, yeah. There's no question there. No question. Um, but, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about about us fighting doomsday and, you know, and that does happen. But also what, what percolates my brain is what if you put Lobo? Cause Lobo has like Superman strength, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And he's kind of, you can't really kill the guy. He just regenerates. I mean, he blew his own head off and then grew back from like a hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> right. Like, like I just, I just picture this sort of like, dark comedy of Lobo fighting Doomsday, thinking that he's going to do something and getting absolutely smashed and torn apart and then sort of regenerating later on as, as Doomsday's gone on to destroy other things and coming back being like, well, that didn't, it, you know, extremely embarrassed. I mean, like, that didn't go as planned. And then having to try and redeem himself and kind of the villain becoming the hero in a sense. Um, like, that to me would be fascinating. Right, because he can't really die, but neither can Doomsday. Right, right. Really. 
So I, I think it would be fascinating to sort of stick those two players and just sit back with some popcorn. Oh, totally. totally. Like, let's see what happens. Let's see. What, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, and, I, think and, you, and like, I think you make it did something for the writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, all, I'm making making it gruesome. You know? <laughs> I mean, not, yeah. like, not I, like Texas Chainsaw Master or anything, but like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not yeah. I think you've uh, pitched something to the to writers for season three, <laughs> or for the yeah. spin-off. Yeah, a, there's so many places. I mean, I think I think if um, you know, I think with a season three, I think the audiences are are riveted. Uh, right. And our, the 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 reception of the show this season has been nothing short of phenomenal. Right, right. I know you've. Uh, I know the show has gotten some notice from attention from the Saturn Awards and and other, and also just critical acclaim on Rotten Tomatoes and others. So, uh, you know what? We didn't we didn't have that in the first season. Right. Um, but also, first seasons are tough. You have to introduce characters. You have to set up the plot. You have to set up the stakes. You there's a lot of stuff that's going on that are that's slow going. I I usually say like the first three, four episodes of a show, I kind of, in a way, write off. I go, okay, this is sort of like the first 50 pages of a book. You know, someone's like, this book's amazing. You just got to get through the first 50 pages. And then, but you have to read the first 50 pages. Otherwise, you don't know what's going on and nothing matters. Exactly. Same with a show. You have to get through those first three, four episodes and then be like, okay, I know what's going on. I know who everyone is. I, I understand the stakes, and now let's go. And that's, you know, that was kind of our first season, and you're trying to find stylistically where it fits, what the show wants to be, and everything else. Um, and, you know, that's why I think season two is so great, because it just, we're not held up by those encumbrances. We can move forward without without that ball and chain. And be like, that's set up, let's go. And also, this show found what style it wants to be. Um, and I think everybody seems to dig that style. We, so. we definitely, yeah, definitely do. And speaking of, of which, my last question for you is this, um, as we wrap up season two and as we go to season three, uh, what do you foresee happening to, to Adam as, as he continues to grow in his path and helping to ensure that Kal-El uh, does come into, uh, to existence? Well, I think what I'd like to see and, and, and what I have faith that we will be seeing is a little bit more into Adam's story um, and Seg going along with Adam, finding out, you know, going to Ran and Thanagar mm-hmm. and Earth and doing some traveling, right? And right. Adam fit, starting to fill those shoes, like definitively stepping into being a hero, Um and then you'd meet Alana and you would meet Hawkman and Hawkwoman and that, all that sort of the Omega men, like that's all Adam's world. Right. 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 And those and green lantern. I mean, that's, that's Adam Strange's world. And so I think that if we go to Adam Strange's world and bring back some of those guys to fix Krypton, that's a big, that's a big adventure. You know, yeah. Zod is just gaining power, and Zod, you know, it seems at this point, Zod has control, um, has captured um, um, Doomsday. Mm-hmm. So what's he going to do? He's trying to weaponize him. So then how how can we defeat um, Doomsday? You know, I yeah, pitched that's... the Lobo idea earlier, but that, that's also a bit of a stretch. Lobo kind of does his own thing. Right. So, right. question is how? And we've got Brainiac on the loose, who has Jor-El. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we have these big problems and these big yeah. villains. Yep. And if we go to Adam's world and see Ran, Thanagar, Earth, Omega Man, you know, possibly Green Lantern, Hawkman, um, that sort of thing. Then, then it's getting real interesting. 
But we yeah, are interesting. We've got real superheroes and powers, some you know, and Alana and you know the Ranthanagar War is probably happening. It's there's just a lot of stuff that's that's going on, which makes things very action packed and interesting and fun. Oh yeah, and, and I look forward to seeing that. Absolutely. What I'm hoping for is that Adam gets the spinoff because Adam to me has always reminded me somewhat of like uh, Marvel's Star Lord. So it's like if he could have yeah. his own Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and his own spinoff mm-hmm. show, that would be priceless. Um, and, and I think we all want that. <laughs> I think that's what we all want. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, <laughs> I do like no, but genuinely, just from from even a, a fan standpoint, I think that's interesting, mm-hmm. and I think that's fun. And it just there's so much that uh, goes on and. You know, the character of Adam, I mean, he is – him and Star-Lord are compared. Um, and, in fact, Adam existed before Star-Lord. But uh, I just think that that's, a, that that's a really fun show. Um, and you're just running into all the characters that you want to meet. You know? Yeah. It's just a and cool I mean, show. And- you know, he has sort of yeah, an Indiana Jones quality to him. There's some levity in, in the face of this great danger that he has. Absolutely. And seeing Adam kind of balance uh, the the future where he comes from and the past to where he, he is now, seeing him kind of go through that. Um, and then just seeing more of him in present day, uh, or, or in the future, rather, um, is a story that I'm sure – a lot of people who enjoy this show would love to see. That's why I first started off by asking you, like, could we ever possibly see, I mean, because it's not out of the realm of possibility for Adam to go and get Superman. Or like you said, maybe bring Segel, um down to Earth, get him that yellow sun, bring him back. Um, all these yeah. are, are, are possibilities, but we want to see more of the world through Adam's eyes. Um, we're seeing this whole story through Segel. It's about Segel. It's about the legacy that he's starting and everything like that. Adam is like Adam's not just one of those secondary characters that you just like. Yeah, no, he's just really good on the show. No, 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 no. Adam is good enough that he deserves his own show for us to see his world through his eyes. And like I said, start mm-hmm. up his own team and and you know maybe do some time travel uh, saving or, or whatever Adam decides he wants to do. I'd be I'd be along for that. Yeah. yeah, man. Oh, I'm I'd be along for that ride too, and hopefully we get to do that because I think that's a great idea. Yeah, they're, def- they're, just, they're definitely gonna they're gonna cool. do that. If if they knew Lobo deserves a a, a spinoff, Adams is, is not that far behind. I believe in that uh, wholeheartedly. Um, but mm-hmm. Sean, we want to thank you so much for joining us. We had a blast talking with you. Just um, let me say that it's been a, a real enjoyable interview. I love talking with you guys. If you want to do it again in the future, just just reach out and I'll make time. Perfect. That's awesome. We definitely will. Probably we're gonna give you some time, but after the you know the season ends, um, we'll definitely you know once we hear that it got renewed, the season ended, we could talk mm-hmm. about the season in, in a whole. We'll definitely try to reach back out and uh, and have another conversation. Great, I would love that. Thank you very much. We had so much fun having you on, and we can't wait to have you back. Thank you. Thank you, man. Have a great day, guys. You too. You too. Take care. Bye. Thank you again, Will. Uh, yeah, everyone out you. there, make sure you. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you guys check out Cena Nerd. Uh, their podcast is up on Geek Vibes Station. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, Will, thank you again, and we will see you guys same time, same place. Peace.